Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. like June 12th or whatever it is, 13th, I don't even know the date, 14th. It doesn't even matter the date. But let me ask you a question. When you get to the start of the season in early September, do you really care what happens right now in OTAs or in minicamp? Like Stephon Diggs, who got paid $96 million in this offseason, was given a four-year extension $70 million guaranteed, has a top five quarterback, has a top five team, was made a captain. Now, I want you to think about all this. Is holding out because he's mad. He meant they didn't get him the ball. It's not man, he's not in mandatory minicamp. Mandatory. Mandatory minicamp. This isn't like a, an off-season conditioning program. This is mandatory. Now. He showed up in the building Monday, showed up again Tuesday, and left uh, before practice both days. So today's Wednesday. The coach says it's very concerning. The quarterback says, well, I don't want to make him mad. We got to do a better job. I'm telling you, man, these dudes are children. Like anytime somebody gives you a political side of anything from an athlete, just remember these dudes are children. $96 million they gave this guy. A four, not a four-year deal, a four-year extension. They extended him. Then they said, you're going to be captain. Then they said, oh, my God, we should have got you the ball more. Oh, my God, everybody is kissing this dude's backside. It's why you don't ever kiss players' backside. Seth Greenberg said it yesterday on the show. You can't be afraid to coach your team. You just can't. I'm sorry. You cannot be afraid to coach your team, whether it's football or basketball or baseball. It does not matter. You can't be afraid. And it looks to me, I don't know, that the Buffalo Bills are afraid to coach their team. All right, here's the deal with the Giants. The Giants put a $14 million deal back on the table, which is more than a franchise tag for Saquon Barkley. I mean, we'll see what he does. Jeez. All right, the other thing, Air Raid Buffalo guys, they sent a tweet out. Everybody's out of their mind. I 100% thought Stephon Diggs would show up. He has nothing to be mad about. He has a top five quarterback, a top five roster. The Bills paid him. They paid the man. And yet the man isn't showing up. I'm telling you. You can never make your child happy. You can't. You can't make a child happy. He's happy for a minute, and then something happened, and then he's sad. These dudes are freaking children. I mean, absolutely children. I still think Stephon Diggs will be on the field week one playing for the Buffalo Bills. This is a guy named Matthew Bovey. Of course he will. Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? But I'll tell you, this summer... Just got a lot more interesting, like a lot. Okay. All right, Matt Bovey. Yeah, it did. 
Of course it did. But that's what we do. That's what we do here. Like, you can't give players enough stuff. I've said this forever. Kindness is weakness. When you are kind to players, even to the point of giving them 96 million effing dollars, a four-year extension, 70 million guaranteed. The dude's like 31 years old, and he's still whining. He's still bitching. He's still moaning. He's still not showing up. I mean, what are they supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just give them the franchise here? Give them the franchise. I'll tell you what. We won't sign any other wide receivers because we know you have to have the ball, you stupid, entitled diva blank. Starts with an F, ends with a K, and isn't fire truck. Let's put it that way. It's amazing. It's astounding to me. But this is what we do. You know, this is where we're at. Last year, this guy, Kenny Moore, who's a slot corner, nice player. He held out. He showed up at camp. He took his physical. He did all those things. And he walked out, had a crap year. Colts had a crap year. Now, I don't care whether a guy shows up or not, really. I really don't. Like, I know that September, whatever the start of the season is, we're not going to worry about what happened in June. We're not going to know what happened in June. We're not going to care what happened in June. But I got to tell you, it usually doesn't work out for the team. It usually doesn't. When you have a diva wide receiver, when you have a pain in the ass wide receiver, it just doesn't work out great for the team. It just doesn't. It's hard enough to win in this world. Like, if some slap wants to sit out, fine. Or if some guy's legitimately mad about a contract. But if you're sitting in there and you're going, all right, wait a second here. Uh, wait, he's doing what now? He's doing, he's sitting out what now? What, what's he doing? Huh? That's what other players are doing. I always go back to what other players are thinking. I always go back to what players would say in the locker room. Like a lot of time, players in the locker room would be on the side of the guy holding out. Well, he deserves more money. Well, the team's screwing him. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. All right, I get it. But there's no player in his right mind that can sit there and say, yeah, this is a good move. This is a great move. Yeah, this is smart. They got to be sitting there going, we just gave this dude $96 million? He gets to play with Josh Allen? Our team is loaded. Von Miller, uh, we got all these guys, and this is what we're doing? Are you out of your collective minds? Yeah, just make him a part owner. Yeah, who's your daddy? Just make him a part owner. It's insanity to me. It really is. You, I've told you forever, and I'm going to move on, but I've told you forever, you cannot please players. You can't please them. You can't. There's nothing you can do to please a player. Players will always do and want more and more and more. Uh Speaking of dumbasses, do you know who Keith Oberman is? Remember him from SportsCenter? He was kind of cute. Coach Knight and I used to watch Oberman and Dan Patrick, and Knight hated Oberman because Oberman always took shots, unnecessary shots, at Coach Knight. Well, Keith Oberman claimed that Hillary Clinton never destroyed government devices. All right, let's see the tweet here. Here's Keith Oberman. Hillary Clinton used a hammer, this is from uh, Representative Nancy Mace, to destroy evidence of a private email server and classified information on her server and was never indicted. This is obviously what the Trump indicted. The same standard should apply to everyone, 
including Donald Trump. Okay. Let's see the exchange now. Let's go to the exchange. Keith Olbermann, you know that didn't happen, right? Are you okay? You seem to be hallucinating a bit. Okay, that's Olbermann. Fact, a hammer was used to destroy government devices. There you go. All fact checked by CNN. Maybe your weed is stale. Who's hallucinating now? You see down there in the community notes, some devices from Hillary were, in fact, destroyed by a hammer. You know, Keith Olbermann, I don't know. I get it. And I'm starting to do it, too. People get in the political realm, and you're like, this is so frustrating. But Keith Olbermann lost his mind a long time ago. Keith Olbermann goes on swearing tirades. Look, when I go on a tirade, I don't swear and MF and say, you know, weed and all that kind of stuff. I just kind of tell you you're being an idiot. I just kind of say, hey, look, you're being a damn fool. Quit being a damn fool. I don't want you to be a damn fool. It's time not to be a damn fool. But at the end of the day, uh, Olbermann, out of his mind, gets fact-checked. Thank God for community notes. Whatever happened to Keith Olbermann? He and Dan Patrick had a nice thing going. Patrick was great. Olbermann was great for a while, and now he's lost his damn mind. I'll tell you who is. There he is. I'll tell you who is great. Peyton Hillis. I wanted to talk about this story. So Peyton Hillis, the star running back, started talking about saving two children from drowning. Listen to this story. You won't believe this. One was his niece and one was his son. And Peyton Hill has talked about this. Like, we've got idiots that are sitting out. We've got idiots like Draymond Green that think, well, you know, I got to talk. I got to be a mouth. I got to be a fool. But listen to this. He had to make a decision. Listen to this story. Read it. To rescue his eight-year-old niece ahead of his nine-year-old son. Now, think about this. The scariest point was when I was swimming to my son, had to pass by him because my niece is in more danger. I knew I had to pass him up to get to Camille first because, you know, if I didn't, then there's no way she would have made it. He lost consciousness. He experienced lung and kidney failure. He was airlifted to a hospital. Ten days later, he regained consciousness Two weeks in ICU. Now, this is an American hero. This is the best story you're ever going to hear. While we're watching transgender perverts take off their clothes in the White House lawn, while we're listening to idiots like Stefan Diggs doing things like holding out after $7 million, while we're listening to all these clowns in our media, Keith Olbermann, talk and talk and act stupid, while we see a president that can't keep his feet. This is an American hero right here. This is the greatest story of 2023, and it might be the greatest story ever. If you think about it, name me a better one. There are better ones, but this is as good as any. Yes, I know we're supposed to celebrate pride. I'm looking at some UMass basketball player. Yay, Rod, go fight, win. Yeah, we're supposed to care about who has sex with who. Yes, we're supposed to care about whether you cut your tits off. Yes, we're supposed to ask our kindergarten teacher, okay, is it a boy or a girl? That's all great, but it's all crap. It's all crap. This is what Americans are. This is who Americana is. I know I would. I don't hope I never have to. But I know I would, and I know you would. People that follow this show would jump right in and try to save somebody anytime, anywhere, if they could. I know it. 
But I got to tell you, this gets watched. Imagine that we're talking about some transgender chick taking her shirt off, some transgender dude, whatever the hell they are, taking their clothes off. Imagine we're so immersed into pride, into all this crap that we can't talk about this. We're so worried about who is having sex with who. I don't care who's having sex with who. You go stoop the neighbor's dog, I don't care. Doesn't matter. You go stoop the neighbor, a la, oh, I don't know, my boy Greg Doyle. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. Don't care. I'm not going to expose it. Doesn't matter. This is an American freaking hero. An American hero. And we don't talk about it. This should be headlines, folks. I'm not lying to you. This should 1,000% be headlines. Today, tomorrow, the next day. But it won't be. Why? Because we got to worry about which lesbian is having sex with which lesbian and her partner. That's what we got to worry about. Which gay dude is having sex with his gay partner. That's what we got to talk about. That's pride. My ass. That's pride right there. Speaking of fools, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace says there's a double standard. Yeah, there is a double standard. You know, we know about the double standard. Oh, you mean that double standard? Where if he flips somebody off, it's a big deal. If anybody else flips somebody off, well, it's not a big deal. It wouldn't be a day ending in Y if we didn't have somebody playing a victim. If we didn't have a victim, let's hear from Bubba Wallace, who made a big deal about a rope in his garage that had been there for years in the media play. Let's hear from a victim. Yeah, for me, I'd love this to people think that I love to stay in the headlines for uh, for different reasons, and I actually hate it. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's funny how it all works out, uh, how the fingers become such a big thing when Bubba Wallace does it. But you have guys that get wrecked and get dumped on the track, and they walk out on the track and shoot one bird or shoot the double bird, and we laugh about it and move on, and we, we tell them that they're number one. But when Bubba Wallace does it, we got to shut the whole state down, shut the whole series down, kick him out, suspend him. So on that side of things, it's complete BS. Um, but it is what it is. It's been going on for years, and it sounds like I just invented something new. And we know how some of these, these people that are part of the sport hate when Bubba Wallace brings in something new. So, Do you have to be more careful now about doing it? Are you going to have to stop what other people are doing? Or how you oh, 100%. Gonna... I need to stop doing it. It's, it's not a good look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we all get that. But what I'm getting at is it's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Bubba. You're playing a victim again. Oh, I'm a victim. I want to be a victim. I look like this, and I don't get the credit for going through life and being on TV looking like this that I deserve. I'm a victim. Bubba Wallace, there's a rope in his garage a few years ago. Apparently, they all said it was a noose. People said, that thing's been in there forever. You pulled down the garage door. But, hey, Bubba got to be a victim. Bubba got to be a victim. Good for you, Bubba. Go victim it up. Oh, Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace. That's like Mike Woodson. Well, Mike Woodson, you know, if you're going to come get Mike Woodson, then you better come get Mike Woodson because Mike Woodson doesn't fly in. You got to fly Mike Woodson in. I got a headache. You're giving me headaches. What are we doing? Bubba Wallace is going to be Bubba Wallace and Bubba Wallace. I don't know what the hell. It's the same thing with Overman. 
Oberman talks, that's all I hear. I used to tell my kids, what do you hear when you hear mommy talk? Blah, 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 blah. No reason I'm divorced other than that. You all know this. Uh, The Pelicans are wising up. They're considering uh, trading Sir Fats a lot, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, as big as this house. Zion Williamson was fat when he got drafted, was fat when he went to the summer league, was fat when he played, was fat when he got hurt, and is fat now. Look at that. He's fat. Shams on the Pelicans. I'm told the Pelicans are going after Scoot Henderson. Do the Pelicans look hard internally of moving Zion Williamson? Yeah. Hell yeah. And there'll be a lot of takers for him. There'll be a ton. Hey, look, don't even think it. There will be a ton of takers because everybody believes they can straighten the guy out. And this could end well for Zion Williamson if he gets with a coach that says, look, dumbass, get yourself in shape and you're going to be one of the great players in the NBA. You're one of the all-time legendary talent slash bodies that I've ever seen. Look, I'm not the end-all, be-all, but I am close. And I got to tell you, I've not seen a better combination of smart, skill, athletic ability, strength, than this kid, but he's fat as hell. And if, you know, he needs to go play for like somebody like Spolstra or Mike Malone. They'd be like, hey, dude, you're a fat ass. Quit eating that. Hey, dude, like Moses Malone did for Charles Barkley. Moses Malone told Barkley, hey, look, you're fat. You can't survive in this league being fat. What are you doing? And Barkley straightened it out. Speaking of fat, we got a plus size influencer. I don't know how she, what she influences other than to eat more McDonald's, Jay Lynn Cheney slams an airline for its politics. Look at this one. Advocate. No, she's an advocate. It just depends. If you want to get honest and do it the outkick way, she is an influencer. If you want to get dishonest and do it the USA Today slash Yahoo way, she's an activist. Jay Lynn Cheney launched a petition calling on the FAA to clarify its policies on plus-size travelers. She argued the current policies are discriminatory, saying passengers like here are paying twice for the same experience. Tough. Hey, look, if you put fat seats in there, people get mad about that. No, tough. The, The drive. You know, it's not like there aren't other options. You don't like what it's doing? Drive. It's not that hard. Hey, look, I don't like the way airlines are treating me. Drive. Bus. Cab, Uber, you're an influencer, you're an activist. Uh, You probably have made a ton of money being an idiot. So drive. Private plane. There's a lot of ways you can go. See, the airlines is not a monopoly. You don't have to fly an airline. There are a variety of ways you can get from point A to point B. And if you don't like what the airlines are doing, tough. These passengers should be provided with an extra free seat. Yeah, that's right. Every time you hear from the LGTB community, the transgender community, now the fat community, what do they want? Free stuff. There's a level of entitlement, gimme, 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 that permeates all of this. It's not like, hey, maybe I should get my fat ass in shape. It's not like maybe I should get healthy. It's never that. It's I want a free seat because I'm a fat ass. 17,000 signatures, great. Australian law prohibits airline charging passengers different amounts based on their size, while Canada allows plus-size travel and an extra-free seat if they are regarded as functionally disabled by obesity. Yeah, it means you can't stop eating. Look, I'm fat. I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. 
by Sandy Palooza. But I got to tell you, aren't you tired of this? Hey, how about giving an extra seat to somebody that cares enough and is skinny enough to fit in the seat and doesn't bother other passengers? How about instead of giving bonuses at businesses for new people to come work at a job, how about you reward those who have been in a job? My wife works at Athleta. She's been there for years. I don't know what she makes, 14 bucks an hour. If you started Athleta now, you get 18 bucks an hour. How about we reward people that are trying to do things right? Now, you can call this fat shaming. You can call this whatever you like. But the truth of the matter is that's all I see out of these entitled folks. Everybody that has something wants something free. Everyone. I don't know. I'm sure I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. But I got to tell you, I want free. Give me, give me, give me. Oh, okay. We'll give you, give you, give you. Mike Gundy, I love Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy is not negotiating. We're trying to get Mike Gundy on our show. Mike Gundy's a head coach at Oklahoma State. And a lot of you guys are sitting there going, why are you talking about Mike Gundy? I'll tell you why. Because Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State is not giving in. Mike Gundy is not. He is not saying, all right, players, come on in here. Let's renegotiate your NIL deal. Okay, recruit, you're getting $50,000. i will give you sixty. Wait, they offered you seventy. I'll give you eighty. Wait, they came back with nine. No, he ain't negotiating, and I like it. Izzo isn't negotiating. Cal Perry isn't negotiating. I like it. I like it a lot. Kudos to Mike Gundy. Coach your damn team hard. I guarantee you, I will guarantee you this. I'm just telling you. Okay, just hang on to me right here. I'm just telling you that the coaches that don't negotiate will have more success than those that do. I'm just telling you. Do you think Florida Atlantic negotiated? Do you think Florida Atlantic, do you think our friend Dusty May, uh, you think he negotiated? You think he had to negotiate with his guys to keep them? You think he had to negotiate with his guys to get them? You think that? You think he had to do that? Uh, Maybe he did. I don't know. You think San Diego State did? Maybe UConn did. I don't know. Maybe they did. But I don't think so. Miami certainly did. Miami went out and bought themselves a team. There's different ways to do it, but you got two out of the four teams in the Final Four that don't. Doesn't seem like Saban is. Maybe he is. I don't know. Football's a different animal. You only got about 100 teams that can – well, actually, you got less than 100 teams. You only got about 10 teams that can really compete. I mean, let's be honest, 10 teams. I mean, people have good years. Northwestern will make the Big Ten championship game once in a while. Teams like Purdue will make it, well, you know, one time. Teams will have good years, but the truth of the matter is there's only so many that can literally compete. You know what I'm saying? Compete, compete. Get down, get dirty, and let's go. Only so many. Not that many. So good for Mike Gundy. I like the fact that he is not even messing around with that. Everybody wishes they were Serbian. Don't you wish you were Serbian right now? Masija Iljubia, whatever the hell this guy's name is, he ain't Serbian. He's an NBA dude. It's a good thing for the Serbs right now. I want to be Masija Yeah. It's always been a good thing to be Serbian. I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, you don't need Viagra. You don't need it. The wind blows, things are going straight. You don't need it. 
We're incredibly handsome. We're incredibly personable. We are incredibly driven and team-oriented. Always have been. Don't believe the crap that you read about some of us, myself included. That's all non-Serbians being jealous of not being Serbian. But I got to tell you, it's a great time to be Serbian. It's always been a great. My, my nephew, or my, young, my cousin, Sammy Suka. Sammy was named Crusher Reynolds when he was a professional wrestler. Sammy, one time, I think I've told this story, when I came out after losing to Miami, Ohio, I think it was Miami, Ohio, maybe it was Ohio in the MAC tournament, some Miami of Ohio fans were heckling me, and he was going to beat up every one of them. That's right. Serbians are loyal. We don't mess around. You got to earn being Serbian. You know what I mean? Man, is this racist? I don't know. Is this racist? I mean, if this, you know, is this, I mean, I always look at things now like, well, this Massey, whatever the hell his name is, I'm sure he's very famous. I'm sure he's very cool. I'm sure he's a guy that I should know his name. Uh, but is this racist to say you want to be someone else? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like it might be. I, I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Isn't the first thing we're supposed to do is claim racism? I mean, isn't it? I don't know. It's not. It's not even close. But, you know. He's a guy that signed Darko Rajakovic. I don't who I don't know who these guys are. But anyway, yeah, it's a good time to be Serbian. Always has, always will be. Yeti is trying to sell you a four hundred dollar iron skillet. I didn't know what a Yeti was until I listened to a country song. Yeti eyes ten eyes down with a silver bullet. Yeah, I know one damn thing. Ain't by everything. Even so. It can buy me a boat. Yeti, babe. Yeah, not now, babe. I'm fi- busy financing the $400 Yeti 12-inch cast iron skillet for four interest-free payments of 100 bucks a pop. How about that action? 100 bucks a pop, people. Four installments for your Yeti. Yeesh. I don't know about you. We just bought an iron skillet, and they are expensive, and iron skillets are great to cook on. And if you watch any of the cooking shows, which we do like it's our job around this house, the iron skillet's a good thing. But I got to tell you, 400 bucks, I'll cook on a grill. No? Ryan Burr's going to join us coming up here in a minute. You know Burr's got stuff to say. U.S. Open, he'll be covering it. Los Angeles Country Club will get into a preview of the U.S. Open. Is John Rahm leaving to go to live? Will there be a live tour? He's going to have some betting advice for you. Yeah, he is. He's going to have all kinds of betting advice. And when Ryan Burr gives you betting advice, it's usually pretty good. And if it's good on the first day, Burr will come back and tell you how great it is. And then next thing you know, Adam Scott will finish like 20th. But I digress. Hey, hit us up. Hit the like button. I don't know what we're doing on Twitter. Uh, We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The great Ryan Burt joins us. It's U.S. Open week. Uh, a lot of things going on. I got tired of idiots asking questions about the merger of the Live Tour and everybody just saying, I don't know nothing. So let's skip that. What do you think will happen in this U.S. Open? Give me a score and give me some folks you think are going to win. All right. Uh, you know, sports often come down to just who has an innate advantage. If, if you play at home, uh, in the AFC-NFC championship game, theoretically, the crowd is going to be worth a couple points, right? When you look at the Vegas line, they give you three points, Dan. Three points. That's kind of the standard number for what you get when you play at home. There have been a lot of guys. Cal the, the U.S. Open doesn't go to Los Angeles very often. It's there now. The guys from Southern California have an enormous advantage. And I'll give you a couple names and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain a couple things. But let's start with this. Uh, L.A. Country Club in Beverly Hills is playing as a par 70, Dan, at 7,500 yards. So yeah. if you just, you know, most people are used to a, 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 seven, a, a par 72. If you just put the two extra par fives in at 150 yards, this would be 7,800 yards. Do you get my point here? There's you. I there do. are four. There are four par fours that are like five twenty. Uh, there is a par three that's eighty yards, which is really kind of even skewing up how long the course really plays. You have to be able to flat drive your ball. There's no three woods here, man. You got to be able to drive it, and you got to be able to drive it straight. I'll give you a little. Uh, it's at it's at the north course at LACC. The course record there is 61 by Max Homa. Now, there might be not any 61s this year. There may be more like 81s. It's a U.S. Open setup. But Max Homa, who's kind of burst onto the scene with six wins, four of them are in the state of California. Max was born and raised in California. Love Max Homa this week. Shot 61. Broke the course record. Broke the course record of who? Patrick Cantlay. Where's Patrick Cantlay from? California. You get the theme here. I love Californians in this event. We might not like their tax plan, Dan, but we like their golfers this week. You get my drift? I mean, I, I really like I do. A, another guy that, that plays great in that state is Xander Shoffley. Uh, so Homa, Cantlay, Shoffley, strictly because I, I think they play better on this kind of grass and this kind of course than, say, someone from Northern Ireland or someone from Florida or uh, so I just like that innate advantage. Now, listen, the best player in the world right now, it, it, it waffles back between Rom and Scotty Scheffler since the 2020 majors began, Dan, since the 2020 majors began, Scotty Scheffler is 55 under par. 
John Rahm is 32 under. So he's beating him by 25. Third place is Rory at 22 under. He's be, he's crushing people is Scotty Scheffler. So the Texan, not really a Californian, but if you want to go chalk, you want to put a, a, a bet in and have your best chance. I like Scotty Scheffler with the Californians. Uh, from the live guys, I like Dustin Johnson this week. Uh, Brooks Kepka, for my money, he's just been partying too hard post-PGA Championship. I can't imagine he's not coming in, uh, just not 100%. The guy's been going at it hard. We've all seen him at the, the Florida Panther games. I mean, I'm not even sure he knows what week it is. So, I of the live guys, we haven't heard DJ's name in a while. DJ's played very well in California. Uh, he's won at Pebble a few times. Uh, I like Dustin Johnson from the Live Guys. And listen, the first two majors, if they're any indication, the Live Guys are going to be heard from in this major. So DJ's my Live Guy. I like the three Californians in in Homa, Cantley, and Shoffley. Uh, my two kind of sleeper picks that you're going to get great value on. I like Tony Finau a lot. Uh, Finau generally plays really good on this kind of course. And then the guy you're going to get a great a great number on is Wyndham Clark, Dan. Wyndham Clark. He's the only player ever that was the player of the year in both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Player of the year at Oklahoma State and then transferred to Oregon and was the player of the year there as well. Uh, so if you want to just take a stab in the dark and try to win a bunch of money, Wyndham Clark does everything well. Never been in this spot. So... We'll see how he would handle it, but his game fits this track big time. Um, Wyndham, you didn't mention uh, Morikawa. You know, his putting is so horrendous this year. Uh, I mean, can he find it and have a hot week? He he could, but just has done nothing, Dan. I mean, and th this is kind of common for a superstar. Like, it is very rare. I mean, Justin Thomas hasn't won this year. Like, golf is so up and down that your great years are great and you have a year where you just live in between 10 and 25 on the leaderboard i'm not interested in 10 and 25 this week dan not interested fair enough uh one thing i do you know i i, I gotta ask dj dustin johnson yeah. feels like to me he feels like to me that a guy that's not serious enough to go out and win on the last couple days. I, it's how he feels to me. I'm not saying I'm right, yeah. but, you know, speed, well, he, speed well, feels he's, to he's me won. like a guy that's going to crap the bed late. Yeah, he's won the U.S. Open and he's won the Masters, so uh, that kind of crap to the bed, uh, that kind of goes out the no, wind. I mean, really. that, I mean, I, I mean, okay, I, well, a couple of years ago, five, uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it, this is now. This is after he just... This is after he just signed a massive deal. We've seen it in every single sport. Guys sign a massive deal, and they don't play nearly as well. Yeah, Johnson, it really is affecting. Just what I've seen. Well, it's really affecting well, Brooks I'm not Kepke. saying everybody. Good, good I'm saying, I said we've, Jesus Christ. God damn. I, I said we've seen it before. I didn't say every freaking guy. What's wrong? Yeah. Are you going to have a conversation, or are you just going to be an idiot? Which one no, are you we're having be? a I conversation. Mean, I'll, go I'm I'll, go, I'll go any way you want to go. You want to be an idiot? I can be an idiot. You want to be a human being? We can have a conversation. Which would well, you like to do? 
Well, Dan, I just like to sometimes set the record straight that you can't say when okay. the, when, okay. when guys get the big money, they don't play well. Me. Hold on. Then, then, then set it straight to me. Set it straight to me what I just said. In some sports, when guys yes. get big money, they don't yes. play well. Some guys, some sports. So set that straight to me. Give me an example, Dan. Oh, I'll give you a ton of example. Every NBA yeah. guy, Duncan Robinson was in the last year of his contract. All of a sudden, he played great, got paid $92 million. hadn't played worth a damn. Julius Randle played great last year of contract. Now he's in another one, hadn't played great. Different guys do different things. Rick or Eric Brun or whatever, Brunson, Jalen Brunson gets a big Ooh. contract, plays great. There's different examples. All I simply said was that Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson hasn't, in my opinion, my feel for it. I'm giving a shit what he did 10 years ago or five right, okay. years ago. I'm talking about now. I mean, all you okay, got to well, do is respond say, to that and say, hey, I'm wrong. You're God wrong. Uh, so here's the deal okay, with the live guys. Which, here's, the, here's the deal with the live guys, which is really tricky. This is really, really tricky. So since Dustin Johnson went to live, he's been live's best player. Now, you could say that now, is what Kepka it is. You has, could say, has he not? I'm sorry. Kepka has I, been. No, no. I mean, on the live tour, Dan. Oh, I'm not. So that that's kind of my point. Just give me give me 20 seconds to explain here. So Dustin Johnson minutes. got the big. Dustin Johnson got the big bag. He went to live. On the live tour, when they play every two three weeks, Dustin Johnson's been their best player. Justin Johnson has dominated the live tour. Now he's had a couple chances. When he's come to the majors, where Kepka has obviously signs, uh, really shines second at the Masters and then wins the PGA Championship, DJ in those remote spots, the couple majors he's played has not played particularly well. But Dustin Johnson's golf game, which is my job to handicap on who's going to play well, Dustin Johnson's playing good golf. Dustin Johnson's arguably the best live golfer as far as if you just take strokes gained on the live tour. So whether, he, I mean, every player, every player in golf, every player in golf is choked. The guy with the most second place finishes at major championships is Jack Nicklaus. Like Jack had chances to win about 15 more and he did. Golf's tough. A lot of things come into play. I'm telling you that Dustin Johnson on this course is a viable option. I'll bet. What do I owe you over the years? Uh, hang on. 17K. Well, I'm not going to bet you 17K, but I'll <laughs> bet you what I really owe you, which is like 20 bucks, that Kepka finishes ahead of Johnson. That's 100% a bet. What do you want to bet? Will you pay this time or no? Well, considering I'm up, it would be difficult for me to pay when you're, you're winning. Not up. You're, you're not up nothing. You know you're not up. But I'll see, I'm not taking your crap today. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm all hyped okay. up. I'm, I've had cap, I've, I've, I've had espressos. I'll bet you wow. whatever you want to bet. The, the money goes to my bikes charity. That okay. way we have a record of your sorry ass paying me. I want, That's... I will take Kepka over Johnson. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Deal. See, aren't you the guy that said Kepka would never win again? I was correct you on that. You don't like Kepka. We can be idiots. If you want to have a conversation, I'll sit here and have a conversation with you. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, the story, the story right. with Brooks. Hey, Taylor story- Gooch has won four times. Taylor Gooch has won four times on a, uh, in two years on a live tour. Yeah, he's played well. I looked it Not up. Not on my list. Doesn't really fit the criteria for this golf course. So, Better than Johnson this- is what I'm saying. Oh, DJ's All right, I'll stop being an idiot. You go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead. I'll be. I'll right. stop being an idiot. I'll stop. So being the an reason Kepka's even on the live tour is Kepka had two knee problems that went to doctor after doctor after doctor couldn't be fixed. Couldn't be fixed. His career was over in his mind. You saw the. We all saw the uh, the Netflix show. I mean, the guy was. Guy didn't believe he could play anymore. Uh, medicine, medical practices improved, and. They somehow he's pain free and healthy again, and he's one one of the best players in the world again. My observation was based on people on the inside of Kepka's camp saying, "Dude's got a knee and a hip that it's never going to get better. Where the his best days are behind him." Liv came along; it was a chance for him to get a retirement fund. He took it, and then all of a sudden, he maybe it was the 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 smaller schedule. I don't know specifically why he got healthy, but he didn't even believe. I mean, watch the Netflix show. Full swing. He didn't believe he was ever going to be healthy again. That's why he left the PGA Tour. Uh, he is healthy again. He's a world beater. I think these two events are a little too close together. The PGA Championship and the and the U.S. Open. I think he's gone at it pretty hard off the course. And I like the hundy of DJ beating Kepka all day. All right, let me tell you where I was an idiot on Kepka, and I watched that show Full Swing, and I thought his wife was a pain in the ass, an attention-grabbing woman that was going to bring him down. I'm watching, and this isn't my opinion, actually. It was my wife's. She's like, yeah, Kepka needs to get rid of this wife if he wants to go in. That's where my stupid ass was 100% wrong because I'm watching this going, yeah, you're right. Get rid of her. And now all Kepka does is win big ones. That's it. That's all. Right. So, so Brooks you're is wrong really and good. I'm wrong. It- Brooks is really good at one thing. And he started this when he went on that crazy run. And that is like when you, Brooks Kepka's first win was the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills. And this, this really stood out to me. And I, I think it would to you too, Dan, because I know the relationship you had with, with your father and, and the relationship I have with my father and, and mother. Kepko won at Aaron Hills, his first U.S. Open, pretty much an unknown. And there was really like no one that ran out onto the green to give him a hug. It really stood out to me. So I, I dug in a little bit, and it's not a great relationship. I mean, it's not bad, but like he pushes everything out in a major championship he's there with his trainer he's there with his chef and he's there with his swing coach and like they're in a big house and i don't care if you're his dad or his mom or or jenna like you're not breaking through that barrier it's a business trip and it is all focused in and you know the big deal on kepka was and how's this guy play so good in the majors and suck on the pga tour this is before Liv came along like no player in the history of the game won major championships at a higher clip than PGA Tour events. And it's just like a PGA Tour event wasn't important to Brooks Kepka. He didn't have that, that wall with only three people in it where everything was regimented, what they ate, what time they worked out, what the focus on the golf course. His game plan for major championships works. His game plan for other events, it obviously isn't as important to him. 
The Jenna thing, is there's this no a major doubt. championship? It, it damn right it is. <laughs> I told then you. Why aren't you liking I gave Brooks? You my, I gave you my reason that I don't think Brooks Kepka plays well this week. I told you why. It doesn't mean I don't like Brooks Kepka. It doesn't mean Brooks isn't going to win 10 more majors. It means I'm going to take your 100 this week because I don't think he's going to play well. <laughs> All right, let me go through two guys. Am I right about my feeling of Jordan Spieth is always going to call? I don't always is a it always is your word. It's not my word. I think when I watch golf, Jordan Spieth is going to collapse. I also am starting to think that. I know it's a small sample size about Rory McIlroy. Too much pressure on McIlroy. Well, let me start with Jordan. And uh, if we're rolling tape on this, you are exactly right on Jordan. We're at the point now with Jordan Spieth that the the scar tissue of pressure. Like, I'm saying if – there was everyone in this field that had to hit the tee shot on the 72nd hole with a one-shot lead. Jordan might be the last player I took to take hit that shot. Really? I think Rory really? – yeah, I don't think Rory is at all cracking. I just don't think Rory – opinion. I don't think Rory McIlroy has that same focus – Fine line. What I just what I just complimented Kepka on. I think Rory has a lot of things going on in his world, which is great, man. He's a worldwide mega superstar. Um, he doesn't win majors anymore. I don't think it's the pressure. I think Rory has the game. I just don't think I don't think Rory is going to LA this week. Like the only thing on his mind is winning this golf tournament. The absolute only thing what? on his mind is, hey, hey uh, Rory, your wife's at the front door. Tell her to come back Monday. Like, I'm not sure that's <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I should come back with divorce papers. Uh, but, no, uh, I, I get it. And Okay, so that circles me back to live. Is this, is this a function of him being the spokesman and taking all the bullets and being the guy out front, and then he gets screwed by the tour? And, you know, at least according to what I read between the lines with him, is that a function of that? No, because this was really, I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, he's exhausted because of, because of this. I mean, you know, he and Tiger, and I think he kind of got into the fact that Tiger, you know, wanted him to stand up and, and obviously it it didn't work out. It didn't, all those standing up and taking all those bullets didn't, work out so well for Rory. Um, I think he's exhausted. I think he's probably, there's probably a little burnout. This is a guy that's been the best player in the world since he was 13 in Ireland. He's been a mega superstar since he was 13 with the curly hair. He's won a bunch of majors. Uh, You know, I think I'm not sure how much, I don't see Rory smiling nearly like the other guys, man. I, this is, like I said, I don't know Rory. I know a lot of the other guys. I do not have a, a close relationship with Rory McIlroy. It just, to me, it never really seems like he's having an awesome time when he's playing golf. Let me, let me, last thing, uh, last thing before I let you go. Um, I'm going to give you an over and under. You ready? I, I yep. need I, I, an over under on the beloved. If you were going to make the over under on the Colts and their new starting quarterback, Who's going to be great? 
according to Colts media. What would you make it? Right. So I think the Colts are very, very similar, except at quarterback to the Bears. Uh, and what I mean by that, I think Justin Fields is leap years, maybe eight, nine years ahead in the process than Anthony Richardson. Uh, the Bears finished with the worst record in the National Football League last year, and Fields, by a lot of accounts, had a really good year. I mean, he, he ran for a zillion yards. Anthony Richardson will run for a zillion yards. Um, he's the lead. He won't start from my college team, and that's pretty much anyone in the top 50. Uh, he really was the issue with the Florida Gators. Like, had you brought in a walk-on that could throw the ball accurately but not have a – I mean, he throws it 70 yards, and he runs the 4-2, and he can dunk like crazy – um, they would have been way better with, with like the walk on like the, the approach the Georgia Bulldogs went with a guy oh, that can cr- stop just stop it just stop Dan I'm telling wow. you I'll make you this bet I will swear to God I'll make All you right. this bet he is the I sh- right. I've seen every pass he's thrown I have never ever at any level seen a more this is not mean disliking Anthony Richardson he's a What's wonderful the bet? human. This is he is the least accurate quarterback I've ever seen at any level, Dan. What's I'm, I'm the being bet? serious. This What's is not this is not me hating the Colts. If he had gone to any team, I would have told you that team was doomed unless they I use know. him more as a running back. You said a bet. Yeah, which I so I'd set the over under at five. You wins. said I'll make you a bet. No, I know the number is six and a half. So I'm taking the under. Hundred bucks charity. Over. Wonderful. That's a bad bet by me. I can't even say that with a straight face. You I love cannot the Colts. even say that. <laughs> what a what a homer. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. My Indianapolis mug. Hey, you're a good sport. We ripped ass today. I like it. Need more of that on this show. Well, let's let's do it, brother. You know you know where to find me. Where are you this week? I'm I'm going out for the golf, and and I'll probably be handing the trophy to Brooks Koepka and owing you a hundred bucks. But we'll see what happens. Does Kepka have a fight song like the Chicago Bears back in the day? Bear down. Kepka needs a fight song. He's gonna. They all beat, need a fight DJ's song. DJ's too worried. About DJ's too worried about his girlfriend or wife, whatever she is, uh, tramp stamp or something that she got on, she got on her ass. Gretzky's daughter got a tattoo on her ass, and it made the news. I mean, come on. That's what he's worried one. about. What's it say? The great one? Well, well, his daughter, the great <laughs> girl one. The great, All right, man. Get off my line before I get in trouble. See you, brother. Travel safe. Love you a long time. Now get the hell out of here. You're going to owe See me 200 it. bucks. Hunter coming up. Kepka's going to shoot 64-63, and Bird's wow. not going to be anywhere to be seen. I think well, he owes me about five grand, but he doesn't pay. Is that true? Is it five grand? Or do or you've or got the Colts? Remember, and you've got the Colts in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what, you and the Indy Star, you guys, you <laughs> love the Colts. I gotta you go. I gotta talk to somebody interesting. I gotta talk to somebody interesting. We'll, Goodbye. We'll see you later. Goodbye. See, that's the kind of show I like. I've been too, I've been too reading the news guy here. If I'm going to go down in flames, I'm going to go down in flames, ripping ass.
That's right. Ripping ass. I don't love the Colts. I I don't hate the Colts. I just, six and a half is too many. The Colts are going to stink. The quarterback's going to stink. Let's be honest. Richardson's going to stink. Burr's not wrong. Burr's right. He's absolutely right. Colts are going to stink. Six and a half is too many. I know this, though. What is this? What do you got going here? I know this. Kepka. Kepka's going to beat DJ. That whole partying thing is great. I get it. But the truth of the matter is, yeah, I'm ripping ass. You know what I mean? That's the way this show needs to be. I'm changing the entire feel of the show. Less structure, less we're reading new. You're going to have to bring it if you're going to be on this show. I'm going old school. I'm going old school. Dustin's girlfriend is overrated. No, uh uh-uh. I saw her in person, stood next to her at the BMW. She's very, very pretty, but got like a Bambi kind of thing going. Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing it today, Sean Black. I am hangry. Yeah, I am gritty. I'm not sitting there taking the crap no more. We're going to get serious. We're going to get back to being double D on this show. That's what we're going to be. Dan, you are losing your way. Bud Light and now over six and a half Colts win. An announcement, Joe C. Bud Light will not be a part of my golf outing. Will not be. If I got to go buy beer by myself, this is true. Bud Light will not be a part of my golf outing. We're talking to Miller. I'll get get today. I will get what Miller is going to be involved. I'll let you know today. But I am not doing, if I got to spend my own money, I will not have Bud Light served at my golf outing. Now, the one caveat to that is we are on a course that I'm sure serves Bud Light. So if people want to get a Bud Light, they can do that, but I ain't doing it. I am not doing it. No chance. No chance. I couldn't live with myself if I did. I am a slave to my freaking YouTube chat people. And when they come at me, I listen. When they tell me and, they su- and they're mad at me, I listen. Because they are here every day. And being here every single day means that I have got to support them like they support me. And they have spoken. They have said no to Bud Light. I am saying no to Bud Light. I am not happy with having Bud Light. I'm not doing it. There you go. You are welcome, Joe, to the sea. You guys are my people. We talk every day. You support me. This is what I'm doing. Period. What Knight used to say, ad infinitum, and I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't know. Charlie's going to join us. I am hangry. The amount of people buying Bush Light thinking they're showing uh, Budweiser. Yeah, well, that ain't me. I have not bought a Bud Light product. I did, at a Catholic thing, have a Bud Light glass sitting in front of me, and I took a picture, but it wasn't my beer. But that's all they were serving was Bud Light. So I didn't drink. Also, I am on, ladies and gentlemen, day four. No snacks, no alcohol. Last night, Lee and I went to, we went to the freaking District Tap. I had to speak to a bunch of CEOs. We participated as we do. It was Tegan Harvard grad. Uh, Jamie, Lee's brilliant friend. Jared, economics grad. Lee and myself, we were tied for first in the District Tap trivia. 
And you know what happened? We made a mistake. The last question was, hey, how many you can bet up to 20 points is an alphabetical thing. Did you know that George Harrison is the last Beatle to have a hit in the hot, hot 100? Did you know that? Did you know that the southernmost capital in the uh, whatever you call contiguous United States is not Tallahassee, which I said it wasn't, by the way. It's Austin, Texas. Did you know that Super Mario was the first billion-dollar movie of 2023? Did you know any of this? I did not. We did not. So we came in third, got a $25 gift card, and we didn't even cheat. See, I I go to my phone because I'm checking things all night. I didn't even cheat. We don't cheat when we go. I don't know if anybody else did. I'm not accusing anybody else, but we didn't cheat. But we made a mistake. Charlie. Charlie on TV is going to join us. Pat Zajac. Come on. Pat Zajac, what's he retiring from? 41 years of nothing. Zip. Zero. Jeez. Come on, Pat Zajac. I don't blame you. I did 14 years of talk radio every day, and that was enough for me. By the way, uh, my indie star said I got fired. Let me tell you a little story. I left. Radio One because they wanted me to give up this gig. No chance. So they're like, look, you got to make a choice. It says, easy choice. I said, okay, today's your last day. I said, goodbye. They did the same thing with a guy named Brian Noe. They wanted to hire Brian Noe in my time slot. But they said he couldn't work weekend Fox Sports Radio. He told them to kiss their backside. I haven't gotten an apology from the Indie Star. Bye. Bye, humbug. Bye, humbug. Bye, humbug ski. Hey, we'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, welcome back. Waiting on Charlie uh, while we are. I got to tell you, do not get a dog unless you're going to train that damn dog. Don't do it. Like, I walked my dog the other day, and I got a, I got a damn dog that's jumping around on me. Like, I don't need that. Go to this TikTok video. Le- only get a dog if they are trained by Lee Ross, because then your dog will act like a human freaking being, not a farm animal. Give it to me, baby. We got a TikTok video on this very Nos encontramos esta linda perrita playera. Llevaba varios días con nosotras en la playa y le pusimos linda arenita. Pero resulta que Arenita cogió confianza. Era una atrevida. 
that dog. Damn right. See, I've said this forever, man. Like, look, uh, do yourself a favor, do yourself a favor and just simply, simply, simply do us all a favor and train your damn dog. Will you please? I mean, you guys let your dog, I had dogs that are jumping up this. It's why I can't stand dogs. I used to not can't stand dogs. You know what I mean? You know, at the end of the day, Dogs are sitting there. They're not supposed to jump around on people. I'm walking my dog, and this freaking dog with an owner is like, hey, Dan, I, oh, sorry about No, there's no sorry about that. No. You grab the dog, you put the dog down, and away you go. Period. You don't mess around. That's it. Seriously. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know, he doesn't bite. We've done that in our house. My buddy Kent Sterling, and by the way, we're going to be on 11 o'clock today. Kent Sterling and I do a show. And our dog comes in, and I'm like, look, we're not letting him just jump around, or our dog jump around on Kent. We're not doing that, right? Don't do that. There's no dignity in that. Look, I'm cool. Dog wants to take a show. I mean, are we not supposed to look? Is it, is it you know... Is it misogynist? Is it whatever? I mean, I understand everything you say is misogynist. No, I'm in a good mood. Eh, I'm kind of in a mood. Yeah, I'm kind of in a mood. I'm not going to lie to you, Keith. Yeah, I'm kind of in a mood. Hey, Dan, I have two dogs, and you wouldn't know I had one if you walked in the house. That's what I'm saying. See, are you a misogynist for saying this is kind of hot? I don't know. But Brian says it's kind of hot. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Did you see this? Did you see that? Remember a couple weeks ago, they came out and said in the White House that they're all our kids. Did you see that? They're all our kids. Really? They're all our kids? Your kids are our kids. No, they're not. I don't know if you saw what was happening at the White House uh, the other day. But let me ask you a question. Do you want your kids in the middle of that? Maybe you do. Hey, I'm not mad at you if you do. Everybody's got their own opinion on things. Everybody's got their own deal. But the White House came out with a thing today that says, LGTBQ community, we got your back. You do? Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. Other than Jill Biden, other than Biden's entire family, Do you know who said that? Barack Obama. It was the one coherent thing that Barack Obama said. It was the one thing where he wasn't like, hey, the bubba da bubba da bee da bee. I mean, Obama wants everything put on a statue. He wants it engraved. Everything he says has this deep meaning, according to Obama. But the truth of the matter is, the smartest thing Obama ever said, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, man. And Joe Biden, for whatever the reason, uh, decided to let a bunch of LGBTQ people 
do his thing. To the LGBT, the Biden-Harris administration, not someone else's kids. They're our kids. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. They ain't your kids. I ain't letting those freak shows. I'm not letting those diversity hires. I'm not letting that Department of Energy freak show transgender dude. I'm not letting that freak show press conference Jean-Pierre. I'm not letting uh, sniffing Joe Biden around my kids. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Are you? Seriously, I want you to think about it. Is there a creepier statement from the White House ever? Ever? I don't think there is. Like, when you look at Joe Biden and how he puts his hands on little kids, when you look at Joe Biden, how he sniffs little girls, when you read the fact that he was showering with, like, his niece when she was, like, 14 or whatever, and then you put this out, these are all our kids? Are you insane? Like, I got two kids, I got two stepkids, and I got to tell you, there ain't one of those kids that I would let around those pervs. Charlie, you seen this? Have you seen uh, Obama, or not Obama, have you seen Biden and the rest talking about, hey, look, your kids are not your kids, they're our kids. I'm not letting my kids around those freak shows. Uh, yeah, if... if- if my kids or your kids become the nation's kids, especially Joe Biden's kids, uh, you know, I fear for their safety and their futures. I I can't get over the spectacle that we saw at the White House the other day. I mean, it is what world are we living in? I was just kind of putting it all into perspective and like putting all of the little pieces of the puzzle together. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, here we have a man with his fake boobs out, standing next to a woman who has chopped hers off. And then in the background, we have the White House front and center displaying the trans flag. The American flags have been pushed off to the side. And Joe Biden is making a speech saying, happy Pride Month, happy Pride Year, happy Pride Life. I'm like, when does it stop? Because at this point, I don't think there is any stopping. We just got to get the Democrats away from everybody, away from our kids, out of power. Otherwise, we are just going to become the ultimate dumpster fire. Not that we already aren't, but it will get worse. What do you make of Biden and the White House's apology, I guess, slash, hey, look, uh, these people are not welcome here again. I'll give you mine. Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up, said President Obama, and he proved it again. Yeah, uh, God, I, Joe Biden, I just, I don't think, I, I really, I don't think he knows what's going on. I think he knows the situation that he's under, especially now that all of this incriminating evidence is coming out about he accepted bribes, how his son accepted bribes. Uh, There's the audio recordings to prove it, which will we ever hear? Uh, That is likely a no if we uh, judge by recent history. Uh, He has to do whatever he's told. He doesn't really have a say in things. And if he did, I don't even think he would have the power to do so. I mean, like the physical willpower, like he's old, he's decrepit. His mind has left his body. He can't walk anymore. Uh, He apparently, from what I hear, used to swim naked in the White House pool and made other people uncomfortable. Uh, He's just a a big mess. 
A big mess. Boy, that is the perfect way to describe. Hey, Joe, you're the president, but son of a biscuit maker, are you a mess? Stop being a damn mess, Joe. He's a mess, a hot mess. That's even better. He's a hot mess. <laughs> hey, um, it pays to be a victim. We see it all the time. And you should never apologize. Anthony Bass of the Raptors apologized. So what do the Raptors do? They got rid of him. Why aren't we praising Anthony Bass like we praise Colin Kaepernick? What are we doing? Uh, well, I think it's you get praised when your comments align with the political agenda that these organizations agree with. And Anthony Bass was on the opposite end of his comments being deemed acceptable. Uh, you know, he spoke out against the Democrats agenda and the woke agenda. And because of that, his comments aren't acceptable. Uh, but if you align yourself with that agenda, people praise you. They say, thank goodness we have people courageous enough to speak up and stand their ground. I mean, it's just it's the biggest hypocritical thing that you can imagine. But it's also what we're seeing right now going on with former President Trump. I mean, he's being indicted for things that we've seen Hillary Clinton also guilty of. Joe Biden guilty of. I mean, it's just there's a double standard and that just doesn't just hold true in our government. It translates into all areas of society, including sports. It is amazing. Like, I understand you can parse things and say everybody's different and blah, 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 blah. But when you take a hammer to a server and delete uh, emails that aren't yours to delete, it, it is fairly, fairly, fairly ridiculous to me, right? It, it, it's just like, come on. I mean, they don't even try to hide it anymore, Charlie. I mean, yeah, to have an entire server, like an entire network uh, in your basement, 33,000 emails uh, being found transmitted. It's just, I don't know. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Then when you find, you know, Trump had, he was president and, you know, he had the, you know, with the Presidential Records Act, like he was under his jurisdiction to take home those things and declassify them as he saw fit. I mean, that is just, that is the law. And I don't care if people say, well, this is egregious. You know, they had, you know, um, plans for counterattacks and if this and that, it doesn't matter. There were no, there was no uh, restrictions here. This is we 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 that was made clear uh, during the Clinton sock drawer case, and it's just one of those things you can't bend the law because it behooves you or your agenda. The law is the law is the law, and it's just infuriating uh, that the Democrats are so stupid uh, that they're trying to uh, make this about them. But it's, I digress. All right, so Johnny Depp wins a big lawsuit. I haven't talked about this. I really didn't pay attention uh, to the trial, although it was fascinating uh, across was fascinating. the country. Hollywood's starting to, yeah. So Depp wins, and he gives, what, $18 million or $15 million to charity? Good for Depp, I guess. He's got enough money. You know, a lot of times, well, he did lose a lot of money uh, because he had his name dragged through the mud by ex-wife Amber Heard. Oh, God, she seems like such a miserable human being. Uh, beautiful, but miserable. Uh, so all you men out there, be careful. 
anyways, <laughs> the, the trial was fascinating. And, you know, it is the whole Me Too movement, the whole uh, innocent until proven victim, uh, innocent until proven guilty. A lot of that has just gone away. I mean, we've seen so many cases, even with like Matt Ariza, for example, you know, you're accused of one thing and people take the woman's word for it, even though there's not really substantiary evidence to back it up. Anyways, that's what we saw here with Johnny Depp, just because she said something, it was deemed to be true. He lost opportunities. Uh, so I really love that men are starting to get their power back. And I know that sounds insane to say, but I think there are a lot of women out there who have completely taken advantage of the system, taken advantage of the fact that when they speak up, people automatically believe them. And I hate it because then when there is a true victim out there who deserves to be heard and deserves to be believed and not, you know, made to feel like she's insane, you know, it's taking credibility away from those actual victims. So I like the trend that we're seeing where, there's a little bit more fairness being given to both sides. Uh, but Johnny Depp handled it like such a champ. Uh, the, the trial, I don't, you know, I know you said you weren't super involved in it, but it felt like I was watching an actual movie. Like there were so many theatrics, like <laughs> Amber Heard would take the stand and all of a sudden just break down and cry and this and that. And it's like, okay, lady, relax. Uh, but people saw right through it. Uh, she was found guilty. And now she's, I think she's living in Spain. Uh, because no one wanted her in this country anymore. Uh, she probably got so much hate just walking down the street. So she like went into the witness protection program and moved to Spain. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great. Johnny Depp obviously has a lot of money. This wasn't about the fact that he was poor or going to be poor. It's about standing up for yourself and not letting someone run all over you. So I like it. It's like, give it away. Uh, even further proving his point that this wasn't about the money. It was just about clearing his name and standing up for himself. And now he's living the dream and, uh, you know, becoming a philanthropist in the process. I agree. I, I Look, I want to go back to something you said, like, you know, about men getting their power back. When everybody was talking about, well, you have to believe all women. I have a sister, 25-year domestic violence prosecutor, and she's like, the hell you do? And that's, you know, she's like, are you insane? Yeah, like she got a, a star football player off at Indiana University because of what, he would have gone to jail for a long time for rape. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, sick or not, the guy taped their sexual encounter, which showed the young lady clearly consenting. My sister will give me a thousand, not a thousand, that's a lie, a lot of things. She's like, no, you believe the facts. You're supposed to believe the facts, not just because, you know, you're a guy or a girl. To your point, though, I get called a racist or a misogynist every day, and it used to bother me. Now mm -hmm. it's like, eh, it doesn't bother me because you, you, you do that enough, it wears out its meaning. You see what I'm saying? Oh, 1,000%. And I almost feel like I know this is horrible to say, but when you know that what you're saying is correct and you know that there are facts backing up what you're saying, seeing people get infuriated by that, kind of just further fuels you. And it's almost like, okay, right. you are actually encouraging me to keep saying more because I see how much it bothers you. And all you can respond with is, oh, you're this, you're that, you're hateful, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe, you're a homophobe. And I'm like, for the love of God, I mean, that's all you got? Give me some facts to refute what I'm saying. And then 
I will maybe begin to pay attention and maybe reconsider the argument that I'm trying to make. But if all you have is trying to shut me down by silencing me, by calling me hateful, that's just not going to cut it anymore. That is that is the left's go to move uh, to try to shut you up when you take an honest look at their agenda and what they're trying to push. And it's just getting so old. And I think more and more people are starting to see through it now more than ever. I agree. I, I think more and more people are saying, wait a second. Uh, this is total and complete crap. You know, let's go to sports uh, for just a quick second. I don't know um, if you saw this, but the Las Vegas Knights, Golden Knights, in their first year get to the Stanley Cup. What is this, their third year? They win a final. I would argue that that's the greatest start in the history of any sports franchise. Like last time somebody won it, in short amount of time was like 84 with Wayne Gretzky, but that wasn't even the same thing. That's a hell of a deal we saw last night. You know, I will be totally honest with you, Dan, you know, because growing up in Indianapolis, I wasn't privy to having a hockey team. So I never, I never got so into hockey and um, it's just not something I've invested so much time in getting to learn, even because I feel like at a place like ESPN, hockey coverage is very minimal. Uh, so I never really had a chance to, to get uh, so invested, but it is cool. It's awesome. And Vegas, just as a whole, when you look at the sports there, I mean, even the Raiders, uh, I mean, have made so many more headlines than they did when they were in Oakland. I mean, at least, you know, in recent years. And um, I, I hear that they're, I think, next on the list to get an NBA franchise. I heard, wait, with the uh, the. The A's, aren't the A's moving out to uh, the Vegas? Oakland A's? Yeah, the A's, yes. So yeah. Vegas is, I mean, and they have UFC. Uh, Vegas is like kind of becoming a sports powerhouse, especially now that they have a NHL Stanley Cup championship under their belts. It's it's kind of cool to see. I think it's very cool to see because for so many years, so many years, everybody in sports, major sports, oh, Vegas is taboo. You can't have it. There were five basketball conference tournaments in Las Vegas this year. Five different conferences brought their turn. How about that? Dan, they're going to have the Super Bowl this year. Right. Right. What's wrong with that? No, it's going to be awesome. And I, and I, I can only imagine the events that are going to be piled on top of that. Like I can pretty much bet without, you know, this isn't confirmation. This is speculation. But if I know Dana White, there will be a UFC fight, big, big fight, the night before the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure, you know, and just like because everything is so walkable. I don't know if you've been over to the Allegiant Stadium. It's right off the Strip. It's so easy to access. I'm sure the Strip is going to be insane. They're doing so much construction right now on the Strip. Uh, it's pretty much around the clock, which is very annoying right now. But it's because they want to be so prepared when Super Bowl rolls around. It is going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to say to me, I I think Indy's great for a Super Bowl. It was because the weather turned good and everything's right there. But damn, come on, Vegas is at a whole different level. I don't want to go because I'm too old and I'll get involved in stuff that I don't need to get involved in. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Well, I will go. I will go for the both of us then. How about that? I know you'll get involved in fun stuff. You'll be like, it's, you got to understand with Charlie, it's velvet ropes, paparazzi, bottle service. You know what I'm saying? It is. 
With me, it's a country bar, a bad hat, peanuts on the floor, and someone trying to kick my ass. That's the life that I live. So, that, well, it's okay. That's and, you know, my dad. My dad is very much you know he's that same way. Like he loves him. My dad because he went to Indiana. He is the biggest Indiana basketball fan ever. Season tickets for years and years. He will. He would. He would rather sacrifice me than sacrifice his Indiana basketball game. So like, he's all about it. He loves to do all like, you know, Knicks before the games and Kilroy's and oh, he's, yeah. he has a house on Lake Monroe. So he'll just go stay for days on end. Uh, yeah, he's, that's how he is. So I'm a little more bougie than some him. Guy, but. Some, some guy, when I was broadcasting games, Tariko and I, he's like, where are we going to eat before the game? I said, we're going to Knicks. We're getting a strong. <laughs> what are you talking about? So somebody took a picture and like, well, Dockich and Tariko are drinking before a game, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're at, we're at Knicks. We're having a we're we're we're, we're drinking diet cokes and eating a straw. But after the game, lady, now after the game, now it's a different story. But well, that reminds me of uh, I recently just heard the story about how Peyton Manning was his brother was confused for Peyton Manning, and he was seen out drinking the day before. Uh, like uh, one of the big games, people were like, oh, my God. But then it ended up being Peyton Manning played out of his mind. And they were like, wow, how did he do that? He was out drinking the night before. And he was like, I think he went along with it for a little bit. But uh, ultimately, it was discovered that that was his yeah. brother. Uh, the only guy that can do that is Michael Jordan before a big game and then go drop 60 after he has 72 cigars. All yeah. right. Thank you so much for jumping in. Can't wait till the show starts. Thanks, Charlie. Absolutely. Yeah. And hey, thanks for your love on, on Twitter this week after I was being attacked by all the lunatics. Man, hey, look, lunatics my ass. I'll tell you this. Us Serbian people, we're having a big week. Djokovic, uh, Jokic. We just are got you a guy. Serbian? We are loyal people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're big, fat headed, wonderfully team-oriented people, but big, fat-headed first. We got size eight heads. It's, it, look, heads. You know what they say about big heads? Big brains. I know. And big <laughs> hats. Thank you. Big hats. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. I'm going to leave it right there because I could go farther with that, Charlie, but I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Charlie and I did a stand-up show together one time, and it was awesome. She was unbelievable. I always wanted to tell a dirty joke one time in my life on a camera, uh, and I did. Yeah, that's what they say about us Serbians. Everybody wants to be a damn Serbian. Why wouldn't you? Whole world wants to be Serbian, and they should. That's right. What do you want to be, Dan Orvlosky, and wear fake yuppie glasses and have an F-boy haircut? No. What do you want to be, uh, Woodley, and be 7,000 pounds and sitting around? No. What do you want to be, Greeny, and be a little millennial standing there like this? No. Us Serbians are hardy folk. We eat encased meats like it's our job, people. That's what we do. The encased meat, uh, what's the right word? The encased meat inventory in Toronto better go up. There's a huge Serbian population in Toronto. True story. Cleveland, Toronto, Detroit, South Chicago slash Maryville, Gary, Indiana, San Diego, Pittsburgh, uh, where else are we thinking here? That might be, that's not it, but that might be close to being about it. If there's a steel mill, Serbians live by it. I don't know where Serbians got into San Diego. I'm not sure where that came about, but I got to tell you, steel mill, Pittsburgh, Gary, 
Detroit, we're there. Cleveland, we're there. And if you ever have a chance, the Serbian Fest is coming up in mid-July. I can't go. I got to tell you, I can't go. I cannot go. If I Last time I played in the Serbian basketball tournament, uh, we got so hammered. I played with the Berkovich brothers. Mikey Berkovich was a starting guard with Magic Johnson. His brother Donnie, we had a team. We were playing pretty good. We got in the finals. I literally, I couldn't walk. I mean, we lost to a team out of San Diego, and I've never been invited back because, frankly, I should not have been invited back. I didn't need to be invited back. I ended up, I'm not even going to tell you, but I'm just telling you, if you hang out with Serbs, you better be ready. We got some Schlevo over here. It's called Colombian Bam Bam, we call it. Damn right. All right, we got What the Hell Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I don't think we've been called racist or misogynist yet today. We got to work on it. Go to it. Hit the like button. We got 300 people on the YouTube chat. Go hit the like button. I don't know what the hell is going on with our Twitter. Our Twitter is all about gone, and I don't understand it. But anyway, uh, hit the like button. Let's get this going. We got a reverse boycott in Oakland. Fans actually showed up, lost their mind, chanted, sell the team. Sell the team. All right. I got Doc Ellis doing something that I kind of, sort of, maybe remember. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, apparently, the NCAA is all in arms. They got a hot girl problem. <laughs> That's an article. NCAA has a hot girl problem. There's no such thing as a hot girl problem unless you're dating her or married to her and she's pain in the ass. Then you got a hot girl problem. But just because all these young ladies take off all their clothes and dance around and make money, why is that a problem? That's called free market. So some guy named Ethan Strauss is mad. Some lady named Amanda Kristovic, Serbian. I'm going to do a short thread in this article because there's a woman covering it. I'm tired of articles written by men about this issue of hot girls flaunting their bodies to get deals. I mean, I don't care. Uh, I don't care. Why do you care? Why does anybody care? I mean, Lee Ross Dockage uh, came on our show and told you. She said, it's easy. There's no problem. Girls are going to make the most money that take off their clothes, dress in bikinis or uh, dress in dream, whatever. That's what happens on Instagram. That's what happens on Twitter. That's what happens everywhere. What's the pro- So apparently this is a problem. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know why it's a problem. I don't. Why is it a problem? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, everybody knew this. I mean, hot girls are taking off their clothes. The Cavender twins, that little girl Dunn, Angel Reese. I mean, what are you talking about? Hell, that Libby Dunn didn't even compete this year. I think she was hurt and she's making millions. I mean, every day our website, Outkick, does, a, does an article about her. I mean, what's the problem? 
I mean, I don't, you know, I get it. Uh, some white male is mad because, well, you know, we got a problem. All right. Okay. I guess. What, 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 what? It, how do you think, you know, how do you think people sell stuff? I mean, you know, if, if Bud Light was smart, I'd just tell you, they'd go back to bikinis and guy jokes. They'd do it right now. If they were smart, it would be all about bikinis. It would be the Bud Light girls. I never drank a beer called Soul, S-O-L, in my life until I went to Puerto Vallarta with my wife and another couple, and the incredibly hot Soul girls came into this bar we were at. I'm like, I'm drinking that. And if that makes me a bad guy, a misogynist, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't help you. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess I'm a bad guy. Shoot me. Anybody didn't think hot college? Look, you know what made a ton of money? Girls gone wild. Until I don't know what those guys did. I mean, it just went away. But advertising and girls gone wild. Now, we can act like we're all supposed to be these moral, centered, I wouldn't look at that. Look, I don't look at porn. I didn't get girls gone wild. I really don't care uh, about anybody in a bikini other than Lee Ross. But damn. We got a hot girl problem in the NCAA. We do? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. Not a hot girl problem in the NCAA. (laughs) i tell you what they had back in the day in Major League Baseball. They had a drug problem. I remember when this guy did this. Doc Ellis no-hit the San Diego Padres. I was like seven, but I followed every sport. Doc Ellis was a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates and a good one. It came out years later that Doc Ellis was on LSD. 53 years ago, he was dropping acid, going on the mound, and throwing heaters. Doc Ellis pitched the entire game. Doc Ellis pitched a no-hitter. Could you imagine now? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe it. This is so horrible. Doc Ellis. Oh, we would lose our mind. Now, then it was like funny, right? You're like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Why'd he do that? I don't know. It's what dudes did. There was a player in Indiana that used to drink an old English 800. I didn't know it when I coached him as an assistant coach. He drank a bunch of barrels of old English 800 in between the pregame meal and getting on the bus an hour and a half before the game. Pre-game meal was like at three. It lasted usually 45 minutes between the meal and the walk through maybe an hour, so you had an hour to go back to your room. He would down an old English 800 malt liquor and go out and hit game-winning jump shots. Was MVP of the league. Dudes were just different back then. They were. But dropping acid, that's different, man. That's all right. Here we go. Let's drop some acid. And go out and pitch a no-no. Hell, if I were Doc Ellis and I dropped acid and pitched a no-no, I'd be dropping acid before every every uh, every single start. I don't know about you guys. Dan, I imagine these girls being my daughter, then it breaks my heart. Well, these girls, look, this is the world we're in, man. I mean, by all accounts, Olivia Dunn and, and uh, Calendar Girls got great families. I don't know. It's just the world that we're living in. You know, I, 
Yeah, Doc Ellis told the catcher, put orange tape so I can see the glove, and he thought he was pitching to Jimi Hendrix at one time. Look, if I was a Major League Baseball player and I was pitching to Jimi Hendrix, I'd feel pretty good about it. I'd be like, oh, I can strike his ass out. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> oh, man. Dan, I can't imagine being able to pay that much attention while tripping on acid. I've never done weed, acid, none of it. <laughs> I don't want to. Hell, I'm not even drinking anymore until I lose 25 pounds because drinking means snacks. Apparently, Mad Dog Russo gave his top five NBA title contenders for the year. The NBA just ended. So let me guess. Let me put my head together. Oh, I don't know. Lakers got to be in there somewhere. Oh, no. Good for Mad Dog. I like Mad Dog. Warriors, Nuggets, Bucks, Kings, Thunder. Well, I'll tell you, I ain't going to win it. The Thunder. I'll tell you, else ain't going to win it. The Kings. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Apparently, Doc Ellis didn't know he was pitching that day until his girlfriend told him. Good for you, Mad Dog Russo. I think Mad Dog Russo makes like, I think he makes like ten grand in appearance. I think he's got forty appearances. I think he's making four hundred grand doing that. Maybe more. I don't know. But I like Mad Dog Russo. But I could care less about anybody's top five. That's like all these D-bag nerdy little writers. My way too early NCAA top 25. Shut up. All right, let's go back to the well. You know I like, uh, well, yeah, I like dogs taking off women's tops. Let's show it. We got to show it. We got a TikTok. Dog taking women's tops off. Nos encontramos esta linda perrita playera. Llevaba varios días con nosotras en la playa y le pusimos linda arenita. Pero resulta que arenita cogió confianza. Era una atrevida. I mean, the guy isn't exactly being chivalrous there, right? He's not exactly going in and saving the day and saving the bikini top. But, hey, it made for a good TikTok, and it made our show. I don't know if we're going to show a picture of little Wayne. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But Stephen A. Smith said that little Wayne offered to help John Morant. Now, look, I, if I'm John Morant, I got to tell you, I'm not looking for help from somebody with face tattoos. I know Lil Wayne's great. I know Billis talks about him. I I get it. I understand the whole thing. I understand. And I understand he's a rapper and he's cool and he's blah, 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 blah. And we're all supposed to celebrate guys. But I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm John Morant's dad, And I'm sitting there going, you know, we really got to help Ja. We got to do something about Ja. Ja is really, really, really struggling. You know, he's being an idiot. I don't know what to do about him. It's really a problem. I got to tell you, 
and we need somebody. We got to find somebody somewhere, somehow to, I don't know, help him. I ain't doing it with that. I'm sure you do it. That's fine. But a face tattoos eliminates you from me. Not that it eliminates you from being my friend. It eliminates me from hiring you. And it eliminates me from asking for your help for my son or my daughter, period. It's not even close. It's like, yeah, great. I know you rap. Yay. You drop MFs. Yay. You put lyrics together. Yay. Yeah, well, you're stupid enough to put a face tattoo on. Is that discriminatory against face tattoos? It is. It is. I'm sorry, it is. Is that the right thing to say? It is. It it truly is. It it is 1,000% the right thing to say. If you have a face tattoo, I am not listening to you. It's like this. I play golf. My buddy Cam Safali. Cam Safali is like a 20 handicap. He's a really good chipper, really good putter, but he can't hit the ball. He's 6'3". He can't hit the ball past his you-know-what. But I always want to give advice. I'm like, dude, you're a 20 handicap. I don't want to listen. What? I know the car. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. It's like saying, hey, Lizzo, can you help me get healthy? <laughs> can you? Can you? Hey, look, can you help me, please? Can you just help me? I don't know. Lose weight. Can you do, can you do it? I think you can. About a little help here. What are you doing? Just saying. New York subway, it continues to be a hellhole. I mean, what the hell is this? Seriously. What's going on here with the New York subway? Let's show a little video of the New York subway. Can we? part of what the hell Wednesday. That's just a day on the life of the subway. I'm going to get to what the hell Wednesday's here quickly in a minute, but I wanted to get to these things. Yeah. Hey, look, face tattoo guy. Come here. Help me. <laughs> well, Jay Billis quotes his lyrics. Uh, okay, great. I mean, what are you convicted of drug? Not Billis, but wasn't a uh, face tattoo guy, Lil Wayne convicted of drugs or something. It wasn't, uh, wasn't what's-his-face, Snoop Dogg, a pimp, which means he's a sex trafficker. But, hey, what a world. All right, I got to show you a couple videos, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to believe this video. Let's have a couple looks here. Let's have some look-sees on What the Hell Wednesdays. What are we doing? What in the hell are we doing? What is this? What are we possibly, why are we doing this? Hey, good for you, man. Apparently he lived, he lived and he suffered a collarbone fracture. That's all he did. Just a collarbone fracture from this bad boy right here. I got to tell you, I am not of this world. I've said it for years. I'm not of this world. You people are crazy. I'm not crazy. You guys are crazy. You guys are insane. 
You guys are nuts. Is there anybody anywhere, anytime on the YouTube chat that would even think about doing this at any point in your life, even when you were a kid? Is there any point of any of you that would do this? Anyone? Anyone? Watch this one. Watch this ferry. You think you're on the ferry. You think everything's okay. You think things are going good. Let's show the next one. Oh, man. Watch this. Everything's going good. We're good. No problems. We got everything under control. We're just on the ferry. Uh Uh-oh. Look at that guy. Yeah, you think? Maybe it's time to get the Sam and Henry out of there. Maybe it's time to take a hike, people. Maybe it's time there's going to be fish in there. Hey, you know what I'd be afraid of? Sharks. I don't need to be on the ferry and get eaten by a shark. I don't think you do either. Do you? All right, you ready for this one? Like, look, college girls, be smarter than this. Be, watch this next one here. College girls, be smart. You're running around. <laughs> Look at this. Why? Why are you doing this? Like, can I ask you a simple question? Why? Like, there's a saying in coaching, and you know what it goes? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Look at this girl. There's no way these people can get out of there. None. Zero zip. So the question becomes, what are you doing? All right, what else we got? We got anything else? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I haven't seen this one. What the hell is this? What is this? This looks like Greece. It's just a pileup of people. It looks like the escalator. I didn't see a write-up on this one. The escalator going a little quick. <laughs> what the hell? I love What the Hell Wednesday. We started it back on my old radio show, and I love it. I don't like it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I mean, this isn't anybody's fault. Let's be honest. This isn't anybody's fault. The fault of this is uh, others. Like, you know. It's not these people's fault. They're just on a thing. And next thing you know, everybody gets bound up. All right, let's go to the next one. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, you're an idiot. Am I okay just say you're an idiot? Like, seriously. How far are you going here? I think we got one more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Oh, man. That's a broken face. That's a broken neck. That's a broken hip. Watch the back. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, that's all I got for that. I mean, serious bit. Look, oh, I can't watch that. I cannot watch that. Jeez. All right. 
All right, we got some more. I got some more stuff. Uh, Texas Governor Abbott, who is awesome, signed four parental rights bills. And he said, hey, look, our schools are for education, not for indoctrination. Like, I've said this forever. Reading, writing, arithmetic. A little bit of recess, some gym, passing a note to Susie Rottencrotch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what school's for. It's not for asking the kindergarten teacher, hey, you know what? I like playing basketball with the boys. Am I a boy? And she's saying yes. No. Reading, writing, arithmetic, gym, reading, writing, a little science, right? Let's dissect a frog. We can do that. A little bit of cafeteria time. You know what I mean? Drop a plate, the whole place claps. You know what I'm saying? Basketball game on a Wednesday if you're in elementary school, maybe a Friday, Saturday night in high school, football game. Isn't that what school's for? Isn't that what we're doing here? Like, we sit around and we go, hey, look, I want to know what gender you are because I'm purple-haired, fat, crazy with two nose rings and an ass chap. What? (laughs) So good for Governor Abbott. Good for Governor Abbott for saying, hey, look, how about we just get back to those things? I mean, can we do that? And, you know, it doesn't seem like it's that, um, I don't know, It's amazing the conversations we have to have. Let's just put it that way. It's amazing. It is. Uh, Barry Henson is an Uber driver. Barry Henson is going to make his first appearance in the U.S. Open. He went through qualifying. He's done 3,000 Uber drives. He's 43 years old. This is a cool story. These are the stories I like. He... um, He played 36 holes at Canoe Brook Country Club in Summit, New Jersey. He's the 444th ranked amateur in the world. I guess, yeah, I think he's amateur. He shot seven under. It's golf's longest day, the second and final stages of qualifying. How about that? 9,693 tried to qualify. He did. That's pretty cool. He's played in three events. He's a pro on the PGA Tour since 2003. So he's a really good golfer. Like, he's a stupid good golfer. And anybody that, you know, this isn't like, hey, look, Doc, it's qualified. Uh, Quickly, I got to say to Josh Allen, my ass. Josh Allen, my ass. I should have helped Stephon Diggs. Let me tell you what helps Stephon Diggs. A four-year extension, $96 million. I should have helped him. I should have got him the ball. $70 million guaranteed, and you can't show up for training camp? You can't show up for mandatory mini camp? Come on. Come on, people. You can't do it? Why not? Wait, what? You showed up. You did show up. He took a physical. He did take a physical. And he's not going to play because, well, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What do you need? Hi, hi, uh, Stefan. Hi, Stefan. What, what do you need, son? Here, take your pants down. We'll kiss your backside. There you go. What do you need, Peaches? Hi, Peaches. What do you need? You need the ball all the time. Okay, we'll cut the rest of our wide receivers. You don't want to block. Fine. You don't want to have to hustle back. What the hell? Get off your ass and go play. 
Uh, Delvin Cook is not in any rush to sign. He wants to be valued. You got any woke dope coming up? Let's see some woke dope Yeah, he wants to be valued. When you're talking, but forget where the hell you are, mid-sentence. <laughs> Man, I, look, I'm no expert, but I am an eye expert. And Joe Biden don't know where the hell he is. I'm just telling you, Joe Biden doesn't know if he's at my house here. Look at those eyes. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a freak. Joe Biden's a freak show. Joe Biden invited a freak show to the lawn of the White House. Not his lawn. Not he and Hunter getting into some coke and getting a few strippers or maybe a niece and nephew to come over to play with. Joe Biden invited the craziest among us, the most entitled among us, the sickest among us, nonviolent crime division, to come to the White House and is shocked and appalled that they acted like sickest, perverted, worst among us, nonviolent crime division. He's stunned by that. I go back to my initial statement. What did Obama say? Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. Never, ever, don't do it. It's the only thing Obama said that he wasn't trying to put on the Washington Monument. Because Obama and George W. Bush, the two worst speakers I've ever heard as president, Obama, because he was trying to sound smart. Bush, because he just really wasn't very good as a public speaker. But this guy, this guy takes the cake. Give me another one. What do you got? Oh, man, I love doing this show. This show is great. Woman who paid Russian propaganda on her political warns. Republicans will try to sway. 2024 election. Look at the balls on that woman. No, seriously. Can we scroll down and see the balls on that woman? Seriously. The balls on that woman are unbelievable. I mean, if dudes could have balls, she would be what? She's like, I do whatever I want, and then it doesn't matter what I did. I'm just going to say what I want. Look at her eyes. That's a whole lot of crazy. Like, when her girlfriend is going at it with her, what do you think her eyes look like? You think they roll back in her head? You think her chin goes up? What do you think happens? (laughs) When that pantsuit comes off and things get a flopping, what do you think is going on around here? And Bill's in there going, I like it. I'm Bill. (laughs) Man, you know, um, I'm not going to be weird here, but... There has never been a time where I've ever thought, hmm, wonder what Hillary Clinton looks like naked. <laughs> and I wonder if you say, man, the package on that woman. <laughs> man, that woman got nuts, boy. All right, what else you got? Yeah, sway the election. Oh, look over here at Donald Trump's indictment. Don't look over here 
at the Biden family cry. It is amazing. Like, I got to believe, I feel like this. Tell me if you do or tell me if you don't as we end the show. I'd be interested in the YouTube chat. I'd be interested. Do you feel like the walls are a little bit starting to close in on Biden? Do you feel like a little bit it's happening? Like, I'm not saying a lot. I'm just saying, do you feel a little bit like it's starting to, like maybe, sort of? Gritty does not like my analogy. (laughs) Do me a favor, punch out the like button, retweet the show on YouTube. We're trying to build a YouTube audience and we're the number one show here, but we got to do better. Our numbers are crazy yesterday. I think what happened yesterday is I think YouTube got mad at us. Bubba Wallace is a victim again, people. Again. Oh, man, there was a rope. There was a rope in his garage. It had to be a noose. Get out of here. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Thanks, Ryan, Nick, Dylan. Have a wonderful afternoon. Dockage out.